You know, I've always wondered what it's like to have a more social media accessible coach. And now we're going to find out. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Game Time, and thank you for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. We love you guys. Jimmy, we have a coach now in Kaylin Nabor who is on Twitter, who is doing, I would say, 10,000% more radio interviews than Nick Saban was. And don't get me wrong. You guys know I love Nick Saban. I would steal that bronze statue out in front of Bryant Denny and put it in my living room if I could. But it is going to be interesting to have a coach who's more socially, medially accessible. Um, in fact, yesterday he was on a couple of different radio shows, and I thought he was incredibly candid. Um, he mentioned some guys by name, whereas I think Saban's focus was always on, you know, well, th- these guys are all leaders and, and you know, about the process and, and the broad overview. Um, I thought Kalen DeBoer, it's not necessarily refreshing because I love Saban's way too, but I just think it's a, it's a different tactic that I'm not mad at where he mentioned Ryan Williams by name and talked about, hey, he's the most dynamic receiver I've ever seen. He mentioned Noah Carter and QB Reese and talked about uh, those guys and, and how he really is excited to have them on the team. I, I just thought it was kind of cool, and it's just different. It doesn't make it better. It's just different. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, Saban had his way of doing things. You, you could almost tell with Nick Saban, his radio and TV interviews were scheduled a year in advance. It's like he set a schedule year to year and followed that schedule like, Oh, May 9th, that's the one day a year I talk to jocks. Uh, Okay, June 11th, uh, I'll do a local interview with uh, Ryan Fowler. Uh, But, I mean, it was on a a set schedule, and things would be very rare, uh, but it would be – it would just operate uh, in a highly organized way. I I think DeBoer is just going to be more accessible, period. And um, I I think we need to get used to hearing him a lot. I know we haven't heard from him – so much so far, but I think that's just been a product of him scrambling uh, to get ready uh, for a season in, in a short period of time. But uh, I think what we saw this week uh, is, is what we're going to see a lot. There's now a ton of news churning out of Alabama football every day in terms of his radio interviews, in terms of videos. They're now announcing these coaching hirings. And uh, one quick note about that while, while I'm on this. I know a lot of people complain about how slow Alabama is to make announcements as to coaches. I think we've seen in the past few days as to why it, it's by design. It's, it's, it's because they don't want to announce a coach and then walk, watch him walk out the door. They need to uh, allow things to settle. It's a crazy time in football right now uh, with, with, with the lateness of which coaches now change jobs used to be confined to a smaller time period. Now it's all over the map. Uh, particularly because of the college game, but also to some extent the NFL now playing a Super Bowl in mid-February. So things kind of operate off an NFL calendar that way now. Um, So, uh, you know, I I think there's going to be a lot of news. And, and of course, spring practice is coming up now in just 
a couple of weeks. We still haven't confirmed a date as to when spring practice starts, but I believe it may be as early as something like March 6th or 7th. I mean, that, that, that's coming up. But don't we need to announce that pretty soon? I mean, I think it's the players know. 24th or no, 21st, 24th. I think, I think the program knows and the players know they're just in no hurry to tell the fans because how, the how fans do we, don't go to practice. But how do you keep that secret? I mean, with that many I people. I don't know. I don't know. I think the player, you know, one thing that, that hey, this is a fact for those that don't know, this is beat into the players when they get there is the SID office and, and football is always on the players about not making news. Never make news. Never tell people stuff that, that ends up in the, in the newspaper. If all you young people have ever heard of those things. Uh, just don't don't make news, and, and I think it gets to the point the players are even scared to to even mention when practice starts because the, there used to be such serious trouble for that. And I'm sure there still is, but I, I agree with you, Luke. I, I I'm hoping Saban was so secretive, and everything was CIA level quiet with Saban. I, I I don't anticipate DeBoer being like that. This may be more wishful thinking on my part, Luke, but I just see a uh, hey, uh, you know, Josh Max is going up to Kalen DeBoer and saying, are we going to let media watch practice? And DeBoer's like, why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, well, we don't, we hadn't allowed them into practice for about four or five years. Why? I mean, no, yeah, they can come to practice. Okay, for like two periods. Well, why can't they watch all the practice? What, what are they going to do? Report on what I'm doing? I, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is I, I think the level – at which we were so secretive about things under Coach Saban is going to change. Uh, for, and, and people can argue, why would you ever change anything Nick Saban did? Nick Saban was the best to ever do it. Every every decision he made was obviously the right one. Hey, you're probably on to something if that's your 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 opinion. But the, the I reason DeBoer's normal, I guess, the normal yeah, way of doing the things. reason you have to change it is because only Saban can do that. I have talked about this a million times. I mean, I've used this analogy a lot. The very first Indiana Jones movie, um, uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones is knocked out of a moving vehicle going very fast by a gigantic Nazi. And he's thrown over the hood of the car while it's still moving. And he's grabbing onto the, I don't know, the grill. And then he's able to go under the car, use his whip to hook onto some axle or something. And then he's able to pull himself up through the back. And then he throws the Nazi out the window and the Nazi tries to do the same thing. And what happens The Nazi gets run over. My point is that only Indiana Jones could do that. The Nazi was like, Indiana Jones did it. Why can't I do it? Because you're not Indiana Jones. You know, like this. Saban, this is your Saban. best analogy of all time. Saban can do it because he's Saban and quit saying, well, why didn't everybody just follow the Saban blueprint? He is the blueprint. It's, it is him. It's you, Nobody's wired like that human being ever. Do you know that uh, your analogy plays into current Alabama football in this way? Kane Womack's youngest son, he calls him Indiana Jones. His, his, name, is, his name is Jones, and they call him Indiana Jones. So there you go. No, they, How about that? I bet you didn't even know your analogy was even better Alabama football wise than even knew. And it's the greatest analogy it's ever been, except for maybe the Christian story, greatest story ever told, Christian story jokes, Joan and the Whale <laughs> things that you're all talking about. Where I really Christian hate go? I can't use that anymore. He's gone to Kentucky, right? 
I believe he did go to Kentucky. And That's I'm a good choice. I'm impressed with the choice. And I'm all for it. And, you know, hey, we don't play Kentucky well next year, and Auburn does. I hope he has an interception. See, he's a good example of who I root for, and here we are in rabbit hole. But I, I'm going to root for Christian Story almost no differently than I root for Alabama players because, to me, Christian Story is an Alabama guy. I, I do not say the same about the players that left after Saban retired. Caleb Downs, Isaiah Bond, uh, Proctor. I'm going to leave either way. Don't though. care. Don't care. Not rooting against them. Not wishing ill will on them. Not Alabama players to me. They 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 disappointed us in a time we needed them. And, and is there anybody the more? Is there anybody more upset with Isaiah Bond than Daniel Moore? Oh my gosh, he's out of business. He's out of business. <laughs> I wonder if we could just superimpose Kobe Prentice there. Maybe he should re- – can he redo – I know there was an initial drawing, and I don't think that painting is out. Is Grape, Grape Digger's not out, right? I mean, it's probably been scrapped. <laughs> he could I mean, read – I was going to say, he could redraft it with Milrow and not having Bond in it. You know what I mean? Grave Digger. And then it shows Jalen Milrow throwing the ball, and you never see what happens on the other end. That's fine with me. Um. Yeah, or, or just shoot, put Ryan Williams in there. <laughs> Why not? That would actually sell like hotcakes. Oh, and I'd, I'd have ten of them. Fictional, It'd be my new wallpaper. Fictional Daniel Moore paintings coming out this spring. This spring, Austin Mack to Ryan Williams to beat Georgia. Yeah, uh, to be, now to beat. If we're gonna go, let's to beat the Lakers. Let's do something funky. Uh, all right, Mark Jimmy. Sears beats Sabrina Ionescu to win the three-point shooting contest. Sarah Jessica Barker is not Sarah Jessica. Sarah, Sarah Ashley Barker. Sarah Ashley Barker. Sarah Jessica Barker. Sarah Ashley Barker. That joke was going to be okay until I absolutely flubbed it. Okay. She's definitely All right. I got to tell him about She's my game. favorite character on Sex in the City for sure. Hoops in the City starring Sarah Jessica Barker. All right. Sorry, that's so dumb by me. <laughs> I got to tell everybody about Game Time. Game, Game Time. Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. A buddy and I'm mine, listener of the program named Wes, he uh, texted me the other day and said, hey, just send me that promo code again and all the stuff on Game Time. I want to use them. I'm going to get some tickets for the upcoming game. And so I assume he did it. He hadn't told me he didn't do it, and I just believe him. And I did it for the Alabama-Texas A&M game, and the tickets were great. The seats were reasonably priced, and it was a great atmosphere, and everybody had fun. Go use game time. Uh, right now, all new users get $100 off when they buy uh, a big game ticket, which would have been a Super Bowl. I don't know why they hadn't changed this verbiage, and I don't even know why I didn't overlook it. I mean, look it over beforehand, but forget that part. What you want to use is code uh, locked on for $20 off your first purchase. That's what you want. I'm sure next year they'll have a Super Bowl promo, but that's done now. Um, terms do apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. You will love this app. I'm telling you, I got it on my phone right now. I mean, just believe me. I don't have my phone near me, but believe me. So uh, go check out Game Time. You'll love it. So some video came out, Alabama doing the fourth quarter program. I mean, it's sort of been kind of funny. I mean, like a lot of it was, you know, jumping up in that sort of polymetric, calisthenic sort of looking stuff. And some folks have uh, had some fun with it, but 
you know, in the end, that's just what you do to get ready to work out, I guess. I mean, I don't work out, so I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I think fourth quarter program moving along uh, nicely and very happy about that. Jimmy, did you see anything in any of the videos released uh, that, that stood out? Yeah, I love the video. Here's one thing that stands out. I'm, I'm a little surprised they still call it fourth quarter program because that's not a universal term. I mean, I, did DeBoer call it that, you know, in, at Washington? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm just kind of surprised that we kept it going. Maybe he kind of looked at like, hey, he probably talked to David Ballou about it. And Ballou's like, yeah, that's what they call it here. And I'm cool with it. And DeBoer's like, I don't care. <laughs> We've already got the T-shirts made, you know. So uh, it might have been that simple, uh, but that that's neither here nor there. I love the video. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. If not, go to the Alabama football official social media accounts, be it Twitter or Instagram, and you'll see uh, video starts with with Coach Shepard, who everyone is going to love. I predicted this a while back. No. I still, I'm, I'm more adamant than ever. Jamarcus Shepard, I'm not saying he's the best on this staff. I'm not saying that at all. He's going to be the most popular with the fans. The fans at Alabama are going to love Jamarcus Shepard. He, he's going to be the rock star of the staff insofar as the fans are concerned. And, and you'll see why when you hear him talking to the team about welcoming adversity they should want adversity when they when they have such arduous workouts in the fourth quarter they they should want that embrace it because that's what's going to make them better uh it, it's just great uh I, I thought the whole video is great you see Kalen DeBoer addressing the team when the workout is over and uh, again I think this is what Luke and I talked about in the first segment more access you're going to see more and more access as DeBoer is going to be a little less secretive than Nick Saban was about stuff and it's going to allow the fans more of a peak uh, inside the program on a daily type basis. And uh, I think it's really cool. You know, it sounds absurd, Luke, and and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to send this in an email to Yay Alabama, but there's so many ideas I have about raising NIL money. If you put fourth quarter workouts, pay-per-view, oh. I'd, I'd pay. I'd pay to watch that. I would pay to watch it without even thinking twice. And, you could do that to raise NIL money. God, that's, that's so, one of my million such, ideas. Boy, that is a million dollar idea. I have a million ideas worth millions of dollars, and I've never done any of it, mostly because I sleep in. <laughs> you're the, that's why you're the Cosmo Kramer of the Locked On Bama podcast. Um, my whole life is a fantasy camp. We're going to switch gears here for a second because, Jimmy, I know you went to the baseball game yesterday. Yes. We're, I'm, going to, I'm going to be upfront as I can be with everybody with Locked On. We are not going to be a program that talks a lot of baseball during the year, even during the summer or softball. We're going to occasionally mention it. This is one of those times because baseball and softball are both starting out very well. Jimmy, uh, Riley Quick had to have Tommy John surgery. God almighty. Yeah, I, did, I just saw this last night. Was that common knowledge? No, no, it broke yesterday. Uh, Riley Quick started the game Saturday and pitched three innings and pitched well. Uh, He did come out a little early, but as it's it's typical, you know, when you're making your first start of the year, not to go very deep. So no one thought anything of it. And uh, I was surprised as anyone uh, when I learned yesterday. And then Charlie Potter eventually broke the story on BOL that Riley Quick uh, underwent Tommy John surgery. That puts pitchers out, by the way, for a full calendar year. Uh, He will be back pitching hopefully by the start of next season uh, and, and might not even be himself next season it is a huge blow. Now, Alabama does have good depth. This isn't a, this isn't a, now they have no chance, but uh, 
but but any Alabama fan is pie in the sky silly if they don't understand the impact of losing. You know, you have three Saturday starting pitchers, right? I mean, three weekend starting pitchers. Your Friday guy, your Saturday guy, your Sunday guy. It's the it's the and, and Raleigh Quick was Alabama's Saturday guy, the number two pitcher on the team. Everybody's got to get bumped up a roll now, right? So we'll see how the depth can handle it. But oh, what a bad blow, partly for Alabama, but mostly for Raleigh, who, by the way, was was getting a lot of attention from Major League Baseball scouts. He, Man, he yeah, I really do hate it for him. Um, I mean, you know, boy, the, you think about the Quick family. Pierce Quick was here; it didn't pan out. I mean, he just just wasn't going to play. Uh, and then Riley comes here, he decides to play baseball, and it gets hurt. It's just sad. You know, I was talking last night on our Sports Blitz program how few injuries I've seen, specifically in baseball and basketball. Now, in football, everybody always gets nicked up and dinged or whatever. But uh, my co-host first last night was an Auburn fan, and uh, we were talking about the Jalen Williams injury. Now he's not out for the year or anything. But it was just – I mean, I can't remember how many times in the last couple of years that I've seen a, a big-time – uh, player get hurt uh, in in basketball season. I mean, you know, maybe somebody had you know Herb Jones broke a wrist or whatever, but he he was always back pretty quickly. But you know, Kenyon Martin comes to mind, or you know, Chumo Kiki, not Chumo Kiki, was it? Or yeah, it was Chumo Kiki that got hurt. I think uh, in the uh, for Auburn when they in their run, um, you know, some some folks have been hurt, but boy, you don't hear a lot about like Zach Eady going down. And right. uh, in baseball, then, I mean, to see Riley Quick, your number two pitcher, go out, what, fourth game of the – third game of the year. just Second game, second game of the year. And his, and his first um, start. His first start. So, he got one start, three innings, and that's it for the year. Yeah. That Very just, Aaron Rodgers of the Jets uh, type. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it, it ended before it got started. But, uh, hey, Alabama is off to a 4-0 start looking – Looking good and looking good. It's just way too early for anyone to make sweeping conclusions, but uh exciting team to watch and uh good team, good team. Uh not you know, Rob Vaughn didn't take over from Bohannon because the team was losing all the time. Alabama was actually gonna make the NCAA tournament at the time Bohannon was fired for the gambling thing. So I think Rob Vaughn didn't inherit a mess. He just sort of needed uh in, to infuse some energy and frankly some integrity. And uh, and he's done that, and he's also did a good job recruiting the portal. A lot of new hitters, and uh, a lot of them look sharp early. All right, we're going to preview the Bama-Florida game coming up next. And if you want to get in on some action on that Bama-Florida game, why don't you check out FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, New customers get 150 smacks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins with $5. Come on, people. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with things like quick bets or live same-game parlays. Those are the best. Uh, exclusive props, player props, team props, and much, 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 much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to shoot your shot with the NBA. FanDuel is an official sports but partner of the NBA. So Bama, Florida tonight, you know, Alabama almost got some big-time help last night. Uh, Missouri had the lead on Tennessee at the half. Tennessee comes out and ends up winning by double digits or close to it, I think, last night. But so Alabama still a one-game lead on Tennessee. Uh, that game looms so large a week from Saturday. 
Uh, it sounds like game day may be in Tuscaloosa for that, so I hope there's a monster crowd. I'll actually be calling the state championship games, the final day of the state championship games for the AHSA, so I won't be able to make it, but uh, looking forward to watching it. Then, uh, of course, tonight, the Florida game, Florida averages you know 80-something points a game. Alabama averages uh, 90-something points a game. This ought to be a fun one. There ought to be shots galore. Uh, defense, uh, optional. So let's see how that goes. But, you know, I'm feeling really good about it. But, you know, I know Auburn felt really good about beating Kentucky Saturday. I mean, it's the SEC. It's tough to win on the road. We are the home team. But, you know, Florida has been one of those teams. They've gotten a lot better here recently. I mean, they've really turned a corner. And here's the other thing. If Florida could sneak in a win like this, their schedule down the stretch is pretty manageable. I mean, they got Vanderbilt twice. Um, they've already played Kentucky both times. They do have to go to South Kakalaki, and they do have to welcome in Alabama. But otherwise, they're pretty much done with, with this tough stuff. So big game for Alabama. I mean, Jimmy, we keep talking – we keep ranking the games left on the schedule. I mean, we, we think Arkansas is the easiest game left. Well, they just went on the road and beat Texas A&M last night. Right. Um, so – but we still think they're the easiest. I would probably say Florida is the second easiest game, yeah. and that's tough to say that the 24th-ranked team in the country is the second easiest. I mean, you might want to put out Ole Miss there, but I'm putting Florida at home there. I agree with you 100%. Florida at home is the second easiest game, and it's hard. It would be hard for anyone. It would be hard for UConn. It would be hard for Purdue. I mean, it's, Florida's a good, good basketball team. Alabama's going to have to play well. To me, it's kind of like, well, Alabama's playing for the SEC championship tonight. I mean, if, if you want to win the SEC, you better win Wednesday night against Florida. Uh, that's that's like non-negotiable to me. The idea, Luke, that Alabama could lose tonight and still win the SEC, that's hard for me to imagine. Now, that said, I'm not, not going to be one of those fans that is mad or upset or thinks the team choked if they don't win the league simply because what I see is the toughest stretch schedule-wise of the entire season is all here at the end. Uh, like I said before, if you put this stretch of games early in the year and the easy games late, what would we be talking about? We'd be talking about how Alabama almost came back and won the league at the end. What a clutch performance down the stretch. No, it's all a product of the schedule and when you play these games. And uh, Alabama's playing all their tough ones at the end. Uh I think you got to win Wednesday night if you're going to win the SEC. Uh, and, and I think Alabama should win this game. They're favored to win the game, and they should win the game. But it will not be easy at all. If they win this one easy, let's just start building the oat statue now and save us a bunch of time later. I'm with you on that, man. I, um, you know, I'm Team Oats all the way. Uh, I'm, I'm – I want him here as long as he wants to be here. I'm starting to treat Oates the way I treated Nick Saban when when Auburn fans or other teams fans would say to me, well, what are y'all going to do when he retires? I go, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to enjoy this ride. And right now we're on a good ride. I mean, our recruiting is going gangbusters. I think the uh, the arena is maybe a little closer than we to being done than we think it is. It's not agreed. where we want it to be, but it's closer agreed. than you think. Agreed. Um, agreed. And um, we are – we're leading the SEC at a time we lost all of our assistants. We lost a lot of our production. Uh, and I would say there's at least a chance somebody like Mark Sears comes back. And when you pair him with Darian Reed and you, uh, the Cunningham kid, the, the, uh, Cheryl, uh, Asa, uh, Aiden Cheryl. Cheryl. 
I keep wanting to say Asa Newell, who ended up signing with Georgia. He gave Alabama a lot of uh, love. But, um, man, we, we're going to have a good team again next year, and we're going to have another fun schedule. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be fun. So show up tonight, be loud, be proud, have fun. This Let me tell you something. I mean this with all sincerity. As a guy who sat through a lot of Anthony Grant and Avery Johnson and even some Mark Godfrey serious lulls, uh, some David Hobbs when I was in school, this is the most fun team in America. And I've sat through some really unfun teams, like winning games or losing games 49 to 47. We have 49 at the half now. And so this is the this is the most fun team to watch in the country. And They're great, great on offense, bad on defense. It's frustrating, but the games are fun. <laughs> so get, a lot of points. And I think that while you say bad on defense, I'm yeah. with you. Bad on defense, especially when you juxtapose it against a Wimp Sanderson defense or right. uh, you know something like that. But it's better. It is better. It is it's, better. They've worked on it. It is better. Yeah. And uh, I think I made this point on the show. Uh, a basketball coach I know well told me this about, you know, he, he, he coached a team that scored a ton of points and they were always getting dragged for their defense. And, and he told me, you know, we'd win a game 130 to 100 and, and, and the media would and the fans would kill us about all those points we gave up. It's like we won by 30. If we yeah. won 60 to 30, same margin of victory, won 60 to 30, they'd be telling us how our defense is awesome. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that's a great point. Uh, that's a great point. And Alabama – uh, got out-rebounded by AM the other day, got out-rebounded badly, and still won by blowout. You know why? Because Alabama defends the basketball pretty well. They're not terrible defending the ball from entering the hole. They're pretty good about that part of it. There's got to be extent, a better way to say that. That what didn't come out like I planned. That sounded like an episode of Veep. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Barker. <laughs> Approves your message. Very, very upset about. It. All right, that's very upset about my sitcommy way of describing basketball. Are you going tonight? You know, it's funny. I, I used to say score. You know how they say score the basketball, which is I so started dumb. Score the basketball. I, I don't mind it, and and a lot of people say it. I don't mind. It. Well, he can score dumb. the basketball. I hear that. Well, I, I borrowed that one time, and, and about two or three occasions, I used it on like a radio interview. I said score the football, and. uh <laughs> Craig Stevenson from AL.com. I'll never forget the look on his face. Like, don't, don't stop talking. Don't, don't say that again. Are you going? And I haven't, Craig. I haven't, Craig. Am I going tonight? Yes, I am. I will be at uh, Alabama, Florida, and I will, uh, I will um, participate in crowd noise. All right. Well, congratulations on you. That's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.